Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. As always, thank you guys so much for all the love and support, the encouragement. We are almost at 3,500 downloads, listeners, all that jazz. It's really cool to see so many people invested. And I know it's not because of me. Um, and that's not me being insecure about myself. More than anything, I believe that it's the message that's being pushed out there. So whether it be about motherhood or marriage or a topic that is controversial, I want to put out content that not only you know pulls your ear, but also motivates and encourage you. So I've gotten a, quite a bit, a lot of feedback from people And just some really good ones saying, Vashti, keep going. I really needed this podcast today. Or, you know, this one really touched me or this is something that I sent to my mom or my sibling or whatever it may be. You know, thank you so much. The support means a lot. And just the encouragement, words of affirmation. Your girl needs it. I thrive on words of affirmation. But anyways, let's jump into today's podcast. So for the most part, my parents did not encourage or like that we watched or not like that we watched. They did not want us to watch Disney movies. Now, I grew up in a very conservative home, so there's a lot of reasons as to why we never watched Disney movies at a very young age, but that's besides the point. Uh, We didn't grow up watching Disney movies until we were later, probably closer to our Mm, preteen years or teen years. When we started watching Disney movies, I, you know, I feel like every kid you get captivated by, you know, what's happening in the movie and it's super animated, it's bright, it's colorful, the storyline is always moving. So I enjoy Disney movies. Now I get it. There are some things within these movies that are subliminal. And, you know, Jared and I have talked about parenting wise, what we would do, what we would allow our kids to watch. Would we vet certain things? Would we try to shelter them? Would we not try to shelter them too much? Where do we find that middle ground? But that's besides the point. Again, rabbit trailing, something that I particularly enjoy doing sometimes. Disney movies. One of the Disney movies that I really like is The Little Mermaid. And it's for many reasons. The the girl, Ariel, you know, falls in love with this handsome prince. Every girl or most girls are wooed by that. You know, this great prince just falls in love with me and, you know, just infatuated by this guy. Now, infatuation, I will say, side note, is wrong and you shouldn't be infatuated by anyone. But, you know, The Little Mermaid, such a great movie, such a great storyline. Part of the storyline that I really like that just recently hit me this past year or in my adult years is the idea of her dad being her savior. And it's really cool because, you know, we learn that Ariel, and she's the star, I guess, of The Little Mermaid. Ariel, she wants to experience the real world. She wants to to go beyond. She wants to be a human. She wants to do things that she's not allowed to do. Now, as a mermaid, she's not allowed to go up to the surface because if humans see her, she could be killed. As a mermaid, she shouldn't talk to humans. And, you know, there are certain things that she shouldn't do. Now, for most of you who's listening, you're like, Vashti, we know 
what the Little Mermaid is. We weren't sheltered. I get it, but uh, just bear with me here. So the whole plot of the story is Ariel. She gets in trouble. She goes to the Sea Witch. She, you know, basically bargains or makes a deal or signs a contract with the devil. Or, you know, what we'd say today, she slept with the devil and she sold her soul. But not literally, figuratively speaking, she sold her self in the sense of she gave up her voice she she made a trade you can have my voice if you give me legs and i'll be able to be human and fall in love with this great prince so she does that all said and done you know she signs a contract with the devil ursula who's the sea witch and you know we get to this end scene almost to the end scene of this story her dad finds out you know ariel's missing what she did by selling herself to the sea witch And he goes after her. Now, pause right there. For the most part, we, you and I, may not have a great representation of what a fatherly figure is. We might not have a great representation of what fatherhood should look like. In the story of, or in the the plot of The Little Mermaid, which most Disney movies portray this, it's a happy ending story. But... I feel like there's great significance in this. The father, despite telling his daughter, you're not allowed to do this. Don't do this. You'll get in trouble. Don't talk to Ursula. Don't whatever it may be. Despite giving all these instructions and then Ariel going behind his back and doing the exact opposite of that, that didn't stop him from saving his daughter. That didn't stop him from going after his daughter and, you know, being his, being her saving grace. But for for us as humans, when we hear that a father would go after his daughter or save her or, you know, be compassionate towards her, merciful towards her, despite all these instructions and uh, reproof, we would think, no, that's not possible because you and I might not have a great representation of what a father is. You might have you, you might have grown up not knowing who your father is. You were put up for adoption. And because of that, you are scarred by that reality. You know, my father, I don't have a father figure. I hate men. Or you might have grown up in an abusive home where you saw your father beat your mom, beat your siblings, beat you. Or your father might be in jail because of a crime. Or your father might be a pastor, but he spent so much time in ministry that he neglected his family. So that idea of fatherhood is not quite represented well. I don't know what that father figure looks like in your eyes. And it could be you had a great dad. You have no complaints. Props. Awesome. That's great. And, you know, you should take that as a huge blessing because for majority of the world, we understand that there are broken homes and we understand that men in particular. Well, I don't want to pinpoint men, men and women. We all have our our shortcomings, but a lot of broken homes don't have a f- great father figure. There's a lot of single there's a lot of single mothers out there. But in this story of the little mermaid, we see that this father who his wife died many years ago, this man loves his daughter despite what she did. He comes to her rescue. Essentially he is saying, "I don't care what you did. You could have done the most heinous crime. I don't care what it is." I love you. And there's this great exchange where King Triton, Ariel's dad, takes on 
the sin, takes on the signed contract that Ariel made between the sea witch and her. And the father said, hey, no, don't, don't persecute my child. Don't kill my child. Take me as ransom. Take me. And for a lot of us, we may, we may wrestle with that idea of a man willing to do that, a, a, someone willing to take the place of their child. But, you know, this whole time while I was watching The Little Mermaid again for probably the umpteenth time, it dawned on me and I was, I was crying on my couch watching the movie and I thought to myself, this is exactly what Jesus did for me. This is it. This is exactly it because I've made so many mistakes in my life. I have done so many wrong things in my life. I've willingly done things knowing I shouldn't be doing it. But yet my father comes out as ransom and he say, hey, take me. Don't take my daughter. Take me. But that's kind of hard for us to understand. That's kind of hard for us to grasp because we don't have a great representation of a fatherly love, fatherly figure. Now, I have a great dad. He has made mistakes just as my mom has made mistakes, just as your mom has made mistakes and your dad has made mistakes. But I have a great dad. And my dad has proven, he, he, he strives to be a godly figure to all of us, to all my siblings and I. But you know who the ultimate godly figure is? Who the, who, who the ultimate father is? It's God himself. You know, Philippians chapter 2, and mind you, Philippians is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Philippians chapter 2 talks about what this father of ours did and continues to do in his triune nature. And triune is the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, three in one, but yet separate beings. It says, who being in the very nature of God, and we're talking about Jesus here, he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself Nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Many of us are making deals with the devil. We dabble in sin. We entertain sin. We condone it. And we don't realize what we're doing is leading to spiritual death. For some of us, it's actually leading to physical death. And we see that time and time again in the way we are lustful in our thoughts. You know why? Because we haven't targeted that sin nature in us. But it's, there's not just that. It's that whole quick fix mentality, that earthly gratification. In America, especially, we are so used to having that quick fix, having things at our disposal. And that self-gratification, that earthly gratification my mom always told us growing up, sin is nice. I'm not going to lie to you. Sin is nice, but it comes with a lot of consequences. It comes with scars. It comes with wounds. It destroys. It kills. It's nice. In the moment, it's good. But give it time to produce its fruit. Give it time and you'll see how rotten sin really is. And we see that in the story of The Little Mermaid. Yeah, Ariel signed that contract with a sea witch, gave up her voice and got legs and wow, living this lavish life with a prince. 
but then realized things actually didn't pan out the way she wanted because she couldn't communicate with the prince and the prince realized maybe this is not the girl I actually fell in love with. But her dad, King Triton, came and saved the day. Just as Jesus does all the time. And this is not to say, you know, do your sin and then expect Jesus to come and save you. Expect God to, you know, redeem everything. No, if you are willingly walking in sin, that's a completely different issue, my friend. If you are walking in sin with the expectation of God redeeming you, that's rebellion. That's active walking in sin nature. But a true Christian understands, you know what, I may have committed a sin, I may have done something wrong, but I can go back to my father and seek forgiveness. And even if you're not a Christian and you don't believe in this whole Jesus thing, I beg you to just ponder and think for a moment. What if, what if there's an heavenly being who created this earth that loves you so fearlessly that so many people are talking about him? I'm talking about him. This Jesus doesn't care what you did, is willing to take the place, take the blame, to take all the shame of your sin, take it all and say, you know what? You're clean, you're whole, you're new. I'll take the blame. I'll take all of it. What if? I mean, it won't hurt you to believe that. It will hurt you though, at the end of the day, if you die today or tomorrow and you're facing judgment and your face before the Lord, and he says, but why didn't you just give it a try? Why didn't you just believe and give it a try? You know, God's love is accessible to you and I. All it takes is our hearts. That great exchange of our hearts tugging to the world and giving it up, giving up that tug, giving up that desire, giving up that will to give in and hand it over to the Father that is true And good, handing it over to Jesus and say, you know what, God, Jesus, I committed so many crimes. I did so many wrong things. And yeah, I might have to pay the consequences, but I don't want to long term for everlasting pay this consequence. So I'm asking you to forgive me and I'm handing it over to you. Too many of us are not knee deep in sin. We're neck deep in sin. We're basically drowning in our sin. Too many of us are grasping to escape and we're too stubborn to call out for Jesus. Because sometimes if we call out to him, it could be family disowning you. It could be people mocking you and laughing you. You might lose friends. But is your everlasting life not worth more than temporarily what people think about you? I mean, I believe it is. Too often we're so focused on the moment, the temporary thoughts of people than what long-term the history we're going to leave behind. Because everything you do today, everything that you do right now is shaping a form of your history. So you have a choice. I have a choice. We get to decide what we do. We get to decide the history that we leave behind. Are you going to leave a history of a crappy, sinful life? Or are we going to leave a history behind that says, I made mistakes. I was human, but I was human enough to admit that I needed a God. I was human enough to admit that I'm really not independent. I'm dependent on a heavenly being. I'm human enough to humble myself and seek forgiveness. So the whole story of the little mermaid, super deep. I know 
it does share and it does shed some light of what the father is and his what his love really is. There's some biblical truths to this. And I get it. Some of you might not be able to grasp that or that you might not even want to accept that God is a loving father because of what your earthly father did to you or your mom, the example that was left behind. And all I can say to that is I am terribly sorry. I am deeply sorry about the wounds that you have because of a man who was unable, or maybe he was selfish and could not fulfill his role as a father. But I will challenge you and also say, I know a father. Beyond my earthly father, I know a father that is good, that loves, that is merciful, and his love is everlasting and unconditional. And I want you to know him. I want you to know what this love is. So I invite you to give it a try. I invite you to say the name of Jesus. I invite you to say, Father, I don't know who you are, but this girl Vashti is telling me about you. And I want to know you. And I promise you, you won't regret it. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button. All the buttons stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all. But remember, God loves you most. <laughs>